0: All right, welcome back to another uh, quick episode here. Uh, Nick Marsh, Caleb Taylor. uh, We're talking a lot about the, uh, kind of the biggest story right now in college fishing, uh, floating around and just trying to clear the air on a lot of this, give the anglers a a place to voice their opinions and uh, hopefully be heard by major organizations and other anglers alike uh, to benefit college fishing as a whole. So uh, right now we have the 2021... Master College national champion Hayden Scott's partner Griffin Fernandez and uh, he's here to share some of his thoughts on the whole scheduling uh, dilemma dilemma I guess you could say yeah that's a good word for it in college fishing right now and just college fishing as a whole and what he's seen in his uh, you know, three years at Adrian so far and, and where he's seen it go and where he would like to see it go. So, Griff, maybe just introduce yourself a little bit and uh, we'll talk about it.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, so, I'm a senior on the Adrian College Bass team. We uh, got fortunate enough to win the 2021 National Championship. And uh, I got one more semester here. Got a couple more tournaments left. And, um, yeah, definitely the biggest news in college bass fishing right now. But it's, uh, it's a problem that needs to be addressed. It, it sure. really is. Yeah. Um, you know, all, all of college bass fishing, I mean, it costs a ton of money to do what we do. And to try to travel to these tournaments on the schedule that we're put on, mm. is it's hard. I mean, even with the budget that we're fortunate enough to get with our team, it's still a ton of stress on us as far as, you know, keeping up with schoolwork, right. allocating our own money and resources into it. I mean, it's, it's tough, and we want to have every shot we can get at these tournaments, because like Hayden had mentioned before, it is that next step into the next mm-hmm. level, and all of us are chasing the same dream. And, sure. we, you know, sure. we want to have that opportunity, and it just it makes it hard on all college fishermen when, you know, tournament organizations schedule on top of each other. Yep. It's something that, you know, there is the argument that it's, you know, it's hard to foresee when these guys are making their schedules and whatnot. I definitely get that. you got to go through, you know, chambers of commerce sure. for the towns. You, get, you know, you got other tournaments going on but um i think you know there's better ways to go about it i think you know being able to communicate different you know different tournament organizations communicating Mm -hmm. with each other because it's all the same college field it's not like there's two different fields that you know of of guys it's all the same guys traveling to all these different tournaments for sure it's the same customer base you know you got to be able to we are their customer base Mm -hmm. and i just think that you know they need to plan accordingly sure. um it's nothing against them personally i think you know that both of them do a fantastic job yep. you know yep. providing for anglers and giving us that chance but it's just it's a, a simple issue i believe could be fixed
0: right and it's a simple issue that is not just happened once now like mm-hmm. i think that's the biggest thing that anglers have come to see is that this is three years running mm-hmm. when's it going to stop Absolutely. When, and, and when especially for a national championship are we not going to have another tournament that conflicts?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, I would say it would be one thing if it was just regular season events, right? Mm -hmm. If it was an open, uh, MLFOW open, college open, and the Bassmaster regular season or wild card, okay. But this is a national championship that guys had to work really hard to qualify for. Absolutely. And that they have qualified for. That's tough to do. And it gives you a shot at the cup and potentially going on to fishing the Toyota series.
2: Right. Uh, And I think it's just, it's kind of the the conclusion that it it seems like everyone's kind of coming to, you know, I get it's two different organizations and they are running a business. They need to, you know, they have their own schedules and they, they're not really supposed to, I guess, worry about the other organization. But at some point, one of the two, both of them, really, they just need to suck it up, talk to each other, and go, all right, hey, let's figure out a common ground here because, you know, this is a four-angler sport. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think that's pretty much what it seems like the consensus is so far.
0: Sure. So I mentioned that to Shane Nelson, uh, who was just on here, I asked him, you know, you've been in the sport, college fishing, for three years now mm-hmm. that you're a senior. What have you seen change in college fishing uh it, for better and for worse, for college anglers in your, your three to four years, how do you feel like we've progressed as a sport for college anglers, and what's your thoughts?
1: I think the attention on the sport's grown a ton. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was already, you know, very big when I came in. I started in 2018, and it was already – know very big i think it's just continued to grow and gain more attention i think a lot more people are paying attention to it and realizing coverage
0: is huge yeah events and stuff that bassmasters put on that's awesome mm -hmm,
1: yeah yeah. like when we fished the bracket like it was you know it was mind-blowing the amount of people that reached out to hayden and i that were watching Mm -hmm. online watching on tv uh it it was real eye-opener that there's you know thousands of people that pay attention and want to you know follow this stuff and i think it's great and i think i think these organizations should you know take advantage of it
0: mm-hmm. there's
1: a ton sure. of eyes there's tons of eyes on it and there's tons of potential to make money on this but you know when you get these conflicting schedules and you're not able to spread out and you start you know getting these backups and you know certain anglers can't be at certain events because you know you got prior obligations to be you know you qualify for a national right. championship but then there's another regular season event scheduled the same weekend. Yep. And, you know, you try to be at both,
0: but you, you just can't. You just can't. Yeah. And on top of school.
1: Yeah, yeah. on top <laughs> of school and traveling. I mean, I, we leave for, you know, weeks at a time. Right. And, you know, I'm trying to graduate at this point. You know, right. I got one more semester left, and it's not easy. I've, I've definitely been fortunate enough to, you know, be able to maintain a you know good GPA and be on top of schoolwork. But, you know, it takes a ton of work, and it's yeah. – when you're on the road for weeks at a time, it just, you know, it's, it's hard. I yeah. mean, it's hard for and, every And that was kind
0: of, I think the thing I saw about the comments with the current scheduling conflict was like, sure, the tournaments aren't on the same exact days, but they're the same week mm-hmm. and it butts right up to the national championship. So, you know, it was like, yeah, you can make both. Yeah. But what about class? Right. But what about my other obligations? Yeah, you know, that's, that's absolutely. eight to 10 to 12 days, depending on your travel and practice time that. I mean you're not home. right? And, and you're 15 hours apart from the lakes. And it goes back hours. to
2: like what I said, you know, earlier is like, you know, I want this is a national championship. I want to give it my all, man. I want to have be full focus into that thing and I want to have, you know, clear head. I don't want to be totally, you know, drained, tired from another event that I just got done with or, you know, worried about schoolwork that I got to do or my job if I'm going to even have one when I get home. So, <laughs> I mean it's like ugh, yeah. It's a lot. It's it's it's
1: hard. It's like, you know, we're very fortunate with our team to have the budget and stuff that we do to be able to do stuff like that. But for the, you know, the college angler fishes for a club, I I just don't know where you can find the money and the time to go, you know, 14 hours on the road, get a day of practice for another whole week of a tournament or two or three days of tournament. It's just, you know, it's hard for us to do it with, you know, the benefits we get of being a part of our team. But for just, you know, another college kid at a state school that just, you know, he's paying his own way to do this. It's impossible.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. very, very difficult. And, like, that's the majority of college English right now. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. the majority are not college-funded 90%
2: probably. I mean, we hope,
0: hopefully it'll get there at some point, but it's just not. No. So, you know, like you mentioned, it's making it tough on the funded teams. Just think about how much tougher it is on the non-funded and to take opportunities away from them because they are going to have to choose between events. Uh It sucks.
2: And and I think, you know, it seems, you know, uh, Hayden kind of brought to light this, this part of it as well, is that it's not only the college anglers that are starting to realize this, it's the younger, the high school guys. Yeah. You know, there's been some high school guys that have been chiming in on this, you know, this issue, I guess. And they realize, too, like, hey, man, that's going to be me in a year or two. Like, I'm going to have to deal with these same headaches. So they're kind of like, you know, getting in on it, too, and trying to mentally prepare for, like, I might be on the road for three weeks at a time, and uh, i got to figure out how I'm going to do that, I guess. So so
0: moving forward, I mean, what do you hope to see for college fishing and for this scenario? Um, You know, this is your senior year, but uh, for moving forward, how do you hope things play out?
1: I do hope, you know, and I don't know how big this whole situation is going to get. I would love to see MLFLW and Bass be able to communicate to work out this kink because it's, like I said, it's not an issue of – One organization trying to be better than the other, I just, I think they should be able to communicate and sit down. It's a simple phone call. Yeah. I mean, it could be taken care of in 10 minutes, in my opinion. And I think a mix of that and then going back to the school part and not just piggybacking events throughout the spring when we've got finals going on and
2: classes and moving more events to the summer. So we talked about this earlier, like, you know, they clearly have front loaded that schedule extremely heavy. And so... You know we i'm kind of scratching my head on it because from what i remember it didn't used to be like that like it it used to be hey a lot of these tournaments or championships are you know at a time of the year where it's a lot e- there's not finals like mm-hmm. they've they have perfectly coincided with finals like the last three years it seems like so mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. obviously a huge pain for college anglers and so why did we get away from the summertime i mean that's when that's when guys have the most freedom flexibility to, yeah that's when yeah. it's yeah. like As hey, a
0: student and a, someone who probably has a job. Like yeah. you got flexibility in the summer. Like right. I Absolutely. Make it would make sense. Um, I, yeah, because I remember the only events in the spring for us were usually the MLFLW National Championship back yep. when it was just FLW. Right. It was usually in, like, February, March. Yep. And then the Open. Yep. Uh, and that was usually about it. Yeah, and, and then we then, had a little break. And it was usually a focus. break into the last week of school. Then things would pick up. We would go FLWs, Divisionals would pick up, Bassmaster would start up. And they'd run into the fall. Yeah. And that made sense. Yep. Like, that made total sense. Yeah, but, absolutely. But, uh, again, things are pretty stacked in the spring right I, now. And I,
2: I'm curious to know why, what's what's the reasoning between, you know, what, why did they front load? I, I don't, I guess I want to, like, I wish I had someone here to go, hey, like, you know, you work for one of the organizations. What? Why do you guys front load? What's what's the reasoning behind that? And I don't, does, do you know maybe? I don't, I have no idea.
1: I've got my opinions on it. I think it's boat draw. I think they get a lot more boats in the spring than they historically always have. Typically spring events always get capped out or get very close. Doesn't really matter the body of water. It's always generally yeah. somewhere between the TVA or somewhere down south and they always pull, mm. you know,
2: a very good amount of boats yep. which makes in sense. return makes more money. Makes more sure. money,
0: gets more sponsor dollars involved, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: No, I I think that's a valid that'd be a valid point for sure. I would be curious to know if that's if that's the reason or not, but yeah, it makes sense. So It does.
0: It, it does make sense and I mean, unfortunately, like I mentioned with Shane and and Hayden and a couple other guys, it's like the power and the leverage lies with the organizations because Mm -hmm. you as college anglers, you you can't really just say, I'm going to stop using your product because it cuts out your opportunities to move it forward in the sport. Right. So your leverage is is totally out of balance. And it's just unfortunate because I I think if there was another option, most guys would say, I'm going to go over here. Mm-hmm. If there was another route to the classic that fit similarly as a college angler to a college series, uh I think they would choose it mm-hmm. because I can I don't have that time during the semester. Like I I don't want to have to choose between things, but I think these organizations know that there is no other option to get to the classic for college yeah. guys unless they want to go to the opens. Right. And yeah. nobody's paying. Nobody wants right now or has the means majority mm-hmm. to go and do that and to fund right. themselves.
2: Exactly. So, I, I mean, it's a, let's put it this way. We're in the same boat, kid. We'd love to go fish all the opens and try and qualify for the classic. But truth be told, you and I financially just, I mean, it doesn't make sense for us scheduling and financially to really make that shot right now. Right. So our best shot that we had was in college, you know. For sure. So, to, I mean, to it, make,
0: like Hayden said, to make a name for yourself, to get, and it's even easier now because of the, the exposure. Uh to do well, to move on and get connected with people in the industry and get those sponsors and be able to take a shot right and out build of, your brand. out of college,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, is only due to that college experience. So again, like I said, it's just not a lot of leverage for college guys to say, "I'm not going to fish bass this right. year" because they don't care about
2: me. Well, and it's that's, like
0: I got to bite the bullet
2: again. There was one guy again and again and again in the comment section. He says, "Unfortunately," and I think there is some truth to this, but I also think he's very wrong. You know, he says. Um it, you know nothing's going to change until guys stop showing up to events. And it's like you know I get that but hopefully what we're doing here maybe can bring some light I, on it. I just
0: hope it doesn't have to come I really to hope that. It doesn't. Come you, to you would that, yeah. think the organizations would care enough to say yeah, we don't want to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You guys are our anglers. We do care. Yeah, but we ain't there yet. And yeah. I just I
1: don't I can't see Everybody in college fishing is just dropping out to make a change. Everyone wants to fish. It's half the reason why guys join certain teams or go to certain colleges. Oh, absolutely. And no one's just going to want to boycott that, especially when we only got four years to do it. We want to take advantage of every opportunity we can get. Exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, I I believe there's there's different routes to fix this issue instead of going, you know, like a full-out boycott.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great stuff. I mean, we appreciate you coming on, Griff, and uh, sharing your thoughts. And best of luck this upcoming season. Uh, congrats on the national championship, and uh, expect to see you guys up near the top
2: again. Yeah, we next told year. Hayden that you got to repeat now. I mean, you get to defend <laughs> the title, so it's, yeah. it shouldn't be too hard. You'll be good. Classic oh, bracket next year. Yeah, right? don't worry, about yeah, we're gonna give it okay. a shot. Hey, so not to bring, you know, let's 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 hear about the classic bracket. It sounded like you had some good bites. What happened there, man?
1: Yeah. Um, it's just a
2: simple case of being too
1: hard-headed. Oh. Um, it's just me not wanting to adjust, knowing the potential of what was there. That'll happen. Um, I just had a day of miss fish, broke uh, broke
2: two or three off that day as well. Um, so all right, perfect. So let's hear. Let give give some of the some of the listeners give them a piece of advice. Then what you learned from that because it sounds like you had a hard lesson that day. What oh, yeah. what did you take from that? Because that's I mean to get to that classic bracket alone. Like, heck of a job. I mean, that's an accompli- accomplishment in its own. But, um, you know, what did you take away from that? Because it sounds like you learned a little bit. Yeah, you just you got to just take a
1: step back and remember, you know, find your passion back in it and have fun and slow down and just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a classic case of, of being too hard-headed and, and knowing what was on the line and, and just overreacting and panicking. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to make it happen so bad, and I just kind of lost focus of – just fishing loose. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you just gotta be able to, to step back and just, you know, fish comfortably and fish your strengths and yeah. just do what you can do and just know that the cards are gonna fall where they may. That's that's,
0: a- that's, that's ironic because we just talked to Chase Serafin mm-hmm. and he said the the biggest lesson he learned from Wesley Strader traveling with him this year, who obviously Wesley is a, a vet and an amazing angler, uh, he said the biggest thing he learned was that Wesley goes out there and just fishes calm. All Mm -hmm. the time, almost act like he don't care. Yeah, you know he cares, but he almost act like he doesn't. I'm going to catch him. I'm going to get around him, and he usually does. And it just sounds what you just said about fishing loose is exactly the same words Chase used about Wesley. He just fishes loose. Yeah,
1: I think I think there's a ton of power in that. Uh, At most of the events that I've done well at this year, uh, whether it have been Smith Lake, uh, Dardanelle, it was just a simple case of, of.
2: you know, have, going out there having fun and, and fishing my strengths—that yeah. that was it. I think you know, there's a lot to be said with that because I think some of my best events I've ever had have been ones where I'm like, I you know, I don't know, man, I have no idea. How it's gonna, I'm just gonna go fishing. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, there's literally been one tournament that i've ever fished where i'm like i literally text Caleb and i said i'm gonna win <laughs> and past that it's like the ones i've done well in i'm like i don't know the wheels are coming uh, out not, i got literally. like yeah i got one lug nut left <laughs> on the wheel here and we're just gonna tighten her down and see what happens yeah right. yeah i right. feel like most events that i've had where
1: i've had like an incredibly good practice it never it never pans no, out you yeah. get stuck into it right yep. you don't fish
0: free, exactly. You don't exactly i think it's just human nature you know we we have a bit of ego behind us all. We'd rather mm-hmm. be right than catch fish. Yep. To yep. be honest with you, I'd rather go out and say it's windy. It's blowing on this bank. There's bait. They should bite a spinner bait <laughs> yeah. instead of them being on a dock on the calm side of the lake. I yep. need to throw a Ned rig or something.
2: Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I'd
0: rather be right than catch fish, and that's just like an ego thing that you have to remember when you get to that point and during the day to well, say
2: to yourself, Caleb, just try yeah. other stuff. Well, and especially when you're in like the classic bracket. I mean, you're obviously like. That's that's full on panic mode, like, dude, I I gotta catch them, you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's like it's hard to just like put that out of your mind and just go fishing. Like, yep. just go fishing and don't worry about it. So I yeah, I mean that's that's great advice. I think that's uh, that's that's of good course, stuff.
0: You hate having to learn that lesson at that time. Yeah, right? that was, it's, that it's, that was but, tough. But if you listen to some of the stuff that Chase said earlier, I mean, you learn those hardest lessons in those biggest moments like that. I mean, mm-hmm. he missed the championship by uh, an ounce like
2: basically well, or a couple missed. ounces he he said there was two points in the season he said at, at one point he uh had a dead fish because he carelessly threw it in the other side of the live wall and forgot to turn on the recirc or the live right. wall pump whatever and then the other one was he lost that one fish
0: yeah so four ounces basically and you know like he said those are that's it And you don't want to have to learn those lessons during those when it cost you 15 grand or a shot yeah. at the classic but guess what it's gonna it's how it's how It's to it happen yeah. it's just how it goes it doesn't matter how you know
1: beginner bad yep. it's you, you're going to experience those yep. moments
0: but you know i think the big thing to remember is that uh you know chase and you and a lot of these other guys are talented enough you'll be back again yeah. i mean you'll have yeah, another sure. shot and i guarantee when you get there you'll be going i remember last time yeah. <laughs> i ain't going to let that happen yeah
1: <laughs> man i hope so for sure well yeah, cool sure. well good awesome. stuff man
0: yeah appreciate your time griffin and uh good luck this year thank you man i appreciate you having me on